Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. In recent years, the nameplate seems like an afterthought. I mean, with the notable exception of the large and luxurious Lincoln Navigator SUV, the rest of the lineup and its dealers by extension have seemingly been left in the dust of history. A new leader at the helm of the marquee has other ideas. They want to regain their mojo. Can you imagine a time in America when you said luxury? It was really defined by three makes, Cadillac, Lincoln, and Chrysler. With the rise of the Japanese makes and the doubling down of the European makes, it's a whole new world out there. Cadillac has had some success. Chrysler has pretty much abandoned that part of the market, which really breaks my heart. And then there's Lincoln. I never did understand, even after Ford killed off Mercury back in 2011, it was supposed to be able to take these resources and reapply them to Ford and, and Lincoln. And you were expecting the Lincoln, Lincoln brand, uh, and they rechristened it Lincoln Motor Company to give it kind of a cachet, you know, as a separate but it really hasn't caught fire. Right now, Lincoln has four SUVs. Four. That is the brand. That is it. And most Lincoln dealers are still paired with Ford, with, Ford de- with their Ford franchise. Of the 623 dealers that Lincoln has, 145 are standalone. The rest are paired with Ford. Lincoln has attempted to go to the top 120 markets and their dealers in those markets and ask them to drop hard money to build standalone dealerships. Why is that important? If you're going to build a brand and you're going to build luxury and you're going to build a whole infrastructure around it, then you need it from the time a person walks in the door. It's the whole experience. It's not just buying the vehicle, but how the customer's treated, uh, the availability of inventory, and the focus. It's all about the focus. I had said a few years back when Ford invested in Rivian, an EV manufacturer that's up and coming, I thought that when they canceled plans to develop a joint vehicle for the Lincoln brand, that Ford made a major mistake. And I still stand behind that. Even though Ford is ramping up their EV production, I still contend that that link up with Rivian plus getting some fresh eyes in it would give Lincoln something special and unique that is unique to Lincoln. Because for so many years, people argued that both Mercury's and to lesser degree Lincoln's were just gussied up Ford's. And unfortunately, all the platforms that Lincoln rides on, you can find in a Ford Motor Company product elsewhere. And part of that is just because of volume. Lincoln doesn't sell the volume they used to. And the fact that Lincoln's buyers are older. And there's an old saying in the auto industry, you can sell a young you can sell an old man a young man's car but you can never sell a young man an old man's car and lincoln has had the reputation down through the years mostly well earned of having if not the oldest the near oldest average age of buyers in the industry let me give an example now fairness And I'm going to give a counterweight to this in a minute. These numbers are from 2014. And they come from USA Today. They talked about brands with the oldest buyers. This is nine years ago. 
Number one was Lincoln. Average age of the buyer, 61 years old, which I feel bad because I'm older than that. Oh, well. And that's actually an improvement because if you go back 10 years prior, the average age of a Lincoln owner just after the new millennium was 70 years old, which meant half, at least half, if not three quarters of your of your drivers that own your vehicle have already bought their last vehicle in their lives. Number two, not surprised, Buick. Same reason. Although Buick buyers were a little bit younger than Lincoln at a little over 60 years old. Number number four, I'm going to leave Bugatti out because that doesn't even really count. But you slide down Cadillac, younger still, which means Cadillac is having some impact. 59.5. And remember, these are nine-year-old numbers. Number five, youngest of the bunch, Lexus, 56.9 years old. That was then. To say that Lincoln's not having any luck would not be telling the whole truth. Lincoln's vehicle, they came out with, I believe it was the Aviator, when they reintroduced the Aviator, actually has been successful in attracting consumers 35 to 44 years old, which represents, it's their largest demographic for the crossover, and it represents 22% of Aviator sales. So it's not as if everybody's avoiding Lincoln. But... Like we talked about with Chrysler, in order for dealers to spend that kind of money, you're going to have to offer more than four vehicles, and you're going to have to offer them some volume. And, you know, the numbers for Lincoln just haven't been there in recent years. They've done everything they can, and they were on a rebound, and then the pandemic hit, and it stalled. It stalled. 2019, they reached 112,000 vehicles. Uh, by comparison, that's 10% of what Ford sells in F-Series. 10%. 112 vehicles. That's not even a half of an assembly plant's run. And that's across four vehicles, which is why they share platform with other Ford products in order to make the numbers work. Because you cannot spend unique money in this world in the auto business and make the numbers work for that. And this is where EVs really have an advantage because basically that running gear is the same and you literally can make changes to it a lot cheaper than current engineering for an internal combustion powered vehicle. Lincoln is heading and playing catch up in the EV world. Again, I would have loved to have seen a tie up with Rivian. And a unique Lincoln, maybe mid-sized vehicle, not big, but mid-sized, that could reimagine the brand and could really have added some excitement. Lincoln says they've got it coming. And they plan to be all electric by the beginning of the next decade. The question is, with everybody gunning for this and everybody coming out with some phenomenal EVs, a lot of the companies are reimagining the whole experience. They're not just stopping with the technology to propel the vehicle, freed of the restrictions that typically come along with building an internal combustion engine vehicle. The makers are completely reimagining interiors, exteriors, functionality, versatility. Everything's on the table now. And as they come up to scale, you are going to see some very amazing things rolling in the showrooms from everybody. Once the designers' minds get freed and they get used to having all this additional space, they're coming. 
Ram's an example. 500-mile range along with other stuff that they're bringing to the, bringing to the market. Lincoln is not only going to have to catch up, they're going to have to get in front of this in order to be successful. The question is, will there be time? Will Ford make the financial commitment? And will the dealers be around to make it happen? They want to get smaller. Lincoln wants to get fewer dealers. About 356 is the number. We'll see. This brings us to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. And be sure to follow us. The Lincoln Motor Company. In recent years, the nameplate seems like an afterthought. I mean, with the notable exception of the large and luxurious Lincoln Navigator SUV, the rest of the lineup and its dealers by extension have seemingly been left in the dust of history. A new leader at the helm of the marquee has other ideas. They want to regain their mojo. Can you imagine a time in America when you said luxury? It was really defined by three makes. Cadillac. Lincoln, and Chrysler. With the rise of the Japanese makes and the doubling down of the European makes, it's a whole new world out there. Cadillac has had some success. Chrysler has pretty much abandoned that part of the market, which really breaks my heart. And then there's Lincoln. I never did understand, even after Ford killed off Mercury back in 2011, 
it was supposed to be able to take these resources and reapply them to Ford and, and Lincoln. And you were expecting the Lincoln Lincoln brand, uh, and they rechristened it Lincoln Motor Company to give it kind of a cachet, you know, as a separate. But it really hasn't caught fire. Right now, Lincoln has four SUVs. Four. That is the brand. That is it. And most Lincoln dealers are still paired with Ford with Ford de- with their Ford franchise. Of the 623 dealers that Lincoln has, 145 are standalone. The rest are paired with Ford. Lincoln has attempted to go to the top 120 markets and their dealers in those markets and ask them to drop hard money to build standalone dealerships. Why is that important? If you're going to build a brand and you're going to build luxury and you're going to build a whole infrastructure around it, then you need it from the time a person walks in the door. It's the whole experience. It's not just buying the vehicle, but how the customer's treated, uh, the availability of inventory, and the focus. It's all about the focus. I had said a few years back when Ford invested in Rivian, an EV manufacturer that's up and coming, I thought that when they canceled plans to develop a joint vehicle for the Lincoln brand, that Ford made a major mistake, and I still stand behind that. Even though Ford is ramping up their EV production, I still contend that that link up with Rivian plus getting some fresh eyes in it would give Lincoln something special and unique that is unique to Lincoln. Because for so many years, people argued that both Mercury's and to lesser degree Lincoln's were just gussied up Ford's. And unfortunately, all the platforms that Lincoln rides on, you can find in a Ford Motor Company product elsewhere. And part of that is just because of volume. Lincoln doesn't sell the volume they used to. And the fact that Lincoln's buyers are older. And there's an old saying in the auto industry, you can sell, a young, you can sell an old man a young man's car. But you can never sell a young man an old man's car. And Lincoln has had the reputation down through the years, mostly well-earned, of having, if not the oldest, the near oldest average age of buyers in the industry. Let me give an example. Now, fairness, and I'm going to give a counterweight to this in a minute. These numbers are from 2014 and They come from USA Today. They talked about brands with the oldest buyers. This is nine years ago. Number one was Lincoln. Average age of the buyer, 61 years old, which I feel bad because I'm older than that. Oh, well. And that's actually an improvement because if you go back 10 years prior, the average age of a Lincoln owner just after the new millennium was 70 years old, which meant half, at least half, if not three quarters of your of your drivers that own your vehicle have already bought their last vehicle in their lives. Number two, not surprised, Buick. Same reason. Although Buick buyers were a little bit younger than Lincoln at a little over 60 years old. Number, number four, I'm going to leave Bugatti out because that doesn't even really count, but you slide down Cadillac, younger still, which means Cadillac is having some impact. 59.5, and remember, these are nine-year-old numbers. Number five, youngest of the bunch, Lexus, 56.9 years old. That was then. 
To say that Lincoln's not having any luck would not be telling the whole truth. Lincoln's vehicle, they came out with, I believe it was the Aviator, when they reintroduced the Aviator, actually has been successful in attracting consumers 35 to 44 years old, which represents, it's their largest demographic for the crossover, and it represents 22% of Aviator sales. So it's not as if everybody's avoiding Lincoln. But like we talked about with Chrysler, in order for dealers to spend that kind of money, you're going to have to offer more than four vehicles and you're going to have to offer them some volume. And, you know, the numbers for Lincoln just haven't been there in recent years. They've done everything they can and they were on a rebound and then the pandemic hit and it stalled. It stalled. 2019, they reached 112,000 vehicles. Uh, by comparison, that's 10% of what Ford sells in F-Series. 10%. 112 vehicles. That's not even a half of an assembly plant's run. And that's across four vehicles, which is why they share platform with other Ford products in order to make the numbers work because you cannot spend unique money in this world in the auto business and make the numbers work for that. And this is where EVs really have an advantage because basically that running gear is the same and you literally can make changes to it a lot cheaper than current engineering for an internal combustion powered vehicle. Lincoln is heading and playing catch up in the EV world. Again, I would have loved to have seen a tie up with Rivian and a unique Lincoln, maybe midsize vehicle, not big, but midsize that could reimagine the brand and could really have added some excitement. Lincoln says they've got it coming and they plan to be all electric by the beginning of the next decade. The question is, with everybody gunning for this and everybody coming out with some phenomenal EVs, a lot of the companies are reimagining the whole experience. They're not just stopping with the technology to propel a vehicle freed of the restrictions that typically come along with building an internal combustion engine vehicle. The makers are completely reimagining interiors, exteriors, functionality, versatility. Everything's on the table now. And as they come up to scale, you are going to see some very amazing things rolling in the showrooms from everybody. Once the designers' minds get freed and they get used to having all this additional space, they're coming. Ram's an example, 500 mile range, along with other stuff that they're bringing to the, bringing to the market. Lincoln is not only gonna have to catch up, they're gonna have to get in front of this in order to be successful. The question is, will it be time, will Ford make the financial commitment and will the dealers be around to make it happen? They want to get smaller. Lincoln wants to get fewer dealers. About 356 is the number. We'll see. This brings us to the end of our program. Be sure to join me again next time. This has been the Tech Mobility Show. The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting. 
or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Follow us.